Yeah, we're here. Uh, well, let me clarify where we are, actually. So, I'm the Goomba. <laughs> Wait, no, that's for the other place. From the top. <laughs> <laughs> we're here in the percolator, but it's a little different because um, as per the CDC recommendations... We are practicing social distancing here at the archive. Yeah, there's no way for us to be six feet away from each other in the percolator. I mean, we're basically right on top of each other when we're in the percolator. Yeah. What happened was we we met in person in the percolator, as we always do, and then those CDC you know, regulations came out, and there's a built-in uh, mechanism in the percolator where we each, the floor from underneath each of us fell away, and we and we fell into three separate chutes that that <laughs> <laughs> that funneled us each into separate quarantine rooms. Uh, so this is the percolator quarantine edition number one of who knows who how knows? many. Yeah. Dot dot dot. And that that might be why we sound a little odd today and maybe our comedic timing is a little bit off (laughs) yeah are you are normally perfect perfect timing might be seem a little off today anyway now that that's out of the way and and nick that is not a show matter it seemed like a show matter it feels like show matters no it's a show it's a show clarification oh okay so (laughs) What, so do we guys... have any comments? <laughs> no, that's it doesn't happen oh. here. Oh, my bad. Okay. Um how how is this uh how is this working out for you uh both? I was wondering who you were asking. <laughs> are you talking about this moment right now? Yeah. How or are you, you feeling right now? Life in general. You mean both recording or you mean the thing that's going on? everywhere i mean i mostly i mean the 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 thing that's going on but the the recording dynamic uh, is probably honestly this is the first time where this has maybe been like less than ideal um Mm -hmm. from my perspective like this is this period uh, the whole like widespread uh death and fear notwithstanding this is like the greatest moment of my adult life (laughs) Because <laughs> I, <laughs> you can stay like, home guilt free, absolutely, and all all plans are off, right? Yeah. Like yes. no one can plan anything. It's not just me. Like yeah. no one can plan anything, and <laughs> so it's it's love, phenomenal. You yeah. don't just want to stay home yourself. You want everyone else to also. Everyone, like, that's yeah, part of your <laughs> ideal world. Yeah. Yes, I want no yeah. one to be able to plan anything. I just it, like it, it is absolute chaos. Who knows what where the day is going to take you? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, Ashley actually said to me today. She was like, "Are you doing okay? You know, I know you like to see your friends and socialize." And I was like, "Well, I do like to do those things, but the day that I have to do them, I never want to go do them." Yeah, like yeah. I'm until I'm there doing it. I'd, I would much rather stay home. And so 
this, like you said, John, this is like a dream, you know, <laughs> if, if it, except for all the death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, the resulting, um, misfortune of those who are not yes. in the same situation. Like I was trying to think about today, if, if this situation had come about, uh, like 10 or 15 years ago, would I still right. be as keen on it as I am right now? And I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like for where I am in my life right now, this is, I, I feel extremely fortunate that I can say that this is not only not an inconvenience, but like a weird blessing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was telling Chelsea today, we, we took a walk and I said, this, this situation may have ultimately saved my life because I don't have to like confront people at stop signs anymore and get angry about them running them and nearly killing yeah. me. I mean, I still might die, but at least I won't die at the hands of like someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in that it's very easy for me to work from home and I have a company that instituted a, you know, company wide work from home mandate and, uh, Ashley, you know, also is able to work from home. And so like, we we're doing really well because we were sort of set up really well for that, but I know that that's obviously not the case for everyone. Yeah. Nick. Uh, I, I am also in a fortunate situation where I can work from home. Uh, I. It's weird how quickly the whole stir crazy thing set in. Like, all my coworkers are all IMing each other constantly, and um, I, you know, after two days, I was like, okay, I need to go out, and I, I went to a park, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, yeah, we're um, doing fine uh, otherwise. We, every time the mailman drops off the mail, we, like, look at each other like, do we touch it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm considering building a contraption where there's an extra mailbox under the mailbox and we like flick a switch and it drops into there and we quarantine the mail for three days mm. to make sure there's no Corona on it. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're, we're at that level of paranoia right now. That sounds so. good. Well, what I've, what I've heard, and I don't know if this is true is that it can only live on paper for 24 hours. Well, I read that it, can live on metal for three days yes and we do get a lot of metal mail. <laughs> <laughs> you're keeping the steel industry alive <laughs> no ship it in steel you monsters <laughs> well they're also there they were a lot of ingots through the mail mm-hmm um, but yeah, it's, uh, we, we had a, um, at work today, all the designers had a meeting where we, um, have started a new thing. That's, that's kind of like Inktober where you throw out a word and mm-hmm. design something on it. Mm-hmm. And this week's was community. And I felt like, um, everybody did awesome stuff, but there was a lot of like, 
this is really nice because all we can think about is Corona, and this makes me not think about it. And I felt like that got said like eight times, you know? And it's like, no, but we're still thinking about it. (laughs) It is interesting to see, especially like from my perspective, where I, for years, have been able to work from home and and I'm very used to it, you know, and I freelanced for a number of years. And so like this does not, is not a huge disruption to me, but it's interesting to see where this is not the norm for most people, how they are dealing with it and sort of how sort of starved for, um, socializing they are. Um, I'm, I'm content not to see or talk to anyone or leave my house for, you know, days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like Ashley's, uh, Ashley and her coworkers today did a, like a, happy hour through um video chat oh, i've been really? seeing that a lot yeah or a lot of references to it chelsea got an invitation yeah. to do that tomorrow with her teammates yeah how did it, did, did she do it how did how did it yeah go? yeah it sounded like i mean she it sounded like they were having a blast they were laughing and um they ended up doing um creating a montage of each of them in front of alf and his family <laughs> <laughs> so I guess one of them had had it like I think there's a feature in I think they're using Zoom that that meeting mm-hmm. software. Um I think there's a Can feature we where that you... I don't want to sponsor them. <laughs> <laughs> Moose. If they're not paying us. They were using Moose. The... Yeah, they're using Moose. Um but uh, I think there's a feature where you can replace your background with an image on, mm. on video. So one of them had done Alf and his family behind him and then arranged himself to sort of be in the photo. Oh, great. And, um, and so then I guess they all sort of followed suit and added themselves. And by the end of the call, or by the end of that montage creation, the, the photo itself of Alf and family was very, like... Uh, oh, overly saturated and yeah. <laughs> it got dank memed. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh I don't know if you guys have noticed any um changes beyond like just the regular daily stuff, but um this as we've talked briefly uh on Slack about um, or briefly mentioned it the the this dynamic of having uh isolation widespread social distancing has created uh probably the the most interesting development in uh w w e storylines yes uh, or certainly in w w e programming in years by requiring them to record or broadcast live in front of an empty arena. They've been doing this now. All all three of the WWE weekly shows have now done this once, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I had, like, they announced it ahead of time. They gave about a day's notice that they were going to be doing this. And I, I imagined a certain scenario where they, they would just show clips. It would be a lot of clips from, like, old stuff 
or it would be like just all storyline, all um, one-on-one, you know, people speaking. Um, but they actually they kicked off the show with uh, a match. This was on SmackDown, um, and like the the strangest thing about it for me was like the match was not really all that different. The the performance mm-hmm. in in like the actual wrestling match really didn't seem all that different. Um, but the entrances are absolutely <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> because they're still, I guess the directive they were given was to like pretend like there's a crowd. Oh, and yeah. so they're like reacting to nothing. They're like, Oh man, like making these gestures at <clears throat> dozens of empty chairs <laughs> as they walk down this <laughs> tiny ramp. It's and I'm so excited surreal. for what happens uh, when they do this for WrestleMania, which is typically, you know, like as <clears throat> grossly overblown as the regular broadcasts are, uh, WrestleMania is taken up another, you know, ten tenfold with pyrotechnics and absurd yeah. uh, entrances. And so I'm, I have to assume they're going to carry that forward, uh, even though there's no audience there. But um, I, oh, the one thing I, I haven't seen anything other than the clips that you guys shared. But the one thing that I think is missing is cameras cutting to the audience that isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did that. Okay. They actually did it. And and like uh, on SmackDown, at least, I don't think they did this on Monday night, but last Friday, the first time they did it, um, the, the I think he's the, the head of talent, uh, Triple H, who has long been an mm. on-air personality. He was, for the first time, one of the announcers and uh, seemingly every chance he got, he would make some joke about how, like there was a point where somebody uh, made a surprise appearance in the ring and he said, Oh, I didn't see him there. He snuck in through the crowd. He blended <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's clear that's that they fantastic. are having fun with it. And I think that's, yeah. that's like the most uh, heartwarming and joyful thing yeah. I've seen on wrestling in a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's it's I you know I too I think I only watched the couple clips that um, we've shared between us and um, it is like weirdly charming that mm-hmm. and, and 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 like to their credit like they're they're going on with the show fully you know, committed yeah and they're, yeah, yeah they're, exactly that's the other thing is like they're t- fully one hundred percent committed and I know that must be really challenging without a crowd. Yeah. You know, because because I'm sure they they just feed off the energy of the crowd, and so to see them, um, you know, put their all into it despite being in a massive empty room. Yeah. Who, who was um, the guy that was talking to John Cena in that clip? Uh, that is Bray Wyatt, aka oh, that's, that the guy? Fiend. Yeah. Okay, I've seen him um, only on uh, when we were at your birthday party, John. Um, oh yeah, he came yeah. to John's birthday. He came there. It was a big. I didn't Let me in, John. Well, no. Remember, he snuck in and he blended in with the crowd, oh, yeah. so we didn't see him. No, he was. We John had his uh, birthday party at um, Updown, the local arcade bar, and on one of the TVs they were playing old wrestling stuff. Well, old. I mean, this what like four or five years old, I guess. Yeah. But they they were featuring. Well, this this episode they were showing had Bray Wyatt, and at the time he was so the video you saw Nick he was much more clean cut than I remember. 
uh. from that video. And the video is much more like stringy hair and sort of like, um, he, he just looks like a, like a country sort of backwoods kind of character. Right. Yeah. He's, he's evolved over time. He was away for a while. Um, he's evolved. He's yeah. like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's reached his final he's, form. He was at like the, um, the squirtle stage, um, when you first saw him drew and now he's evolved yeah. to whatever the Bulbasaur or whatever the, the well, higher... and Squirtle would then become War Tortle, of course. War Tortle, yeah. Now he's yeah. War Tortle. Uh, uh, yeah, he actually, used to be like kind it's of War Tortle. <laughs> <laughs> no way, it's War Tortle. Oh my god, I'm looking it up. But yeah, he was uh, he was supposed to be kind of a, a backwoods um, preacher kind of character originally, and he went away for a while. Partially, according to the storyline, because... Oh, it is War Tortle. War Tortle. War Tortle. And then he Excellent. Then blast toys after, after that. Oh, yeah. Well, I look forward to that evolution for yeah. uh, Bray Wyatt. Sorry, I interrupted well, but, you, John. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, so he, he had that match with John Cena, and they've worked that into his uh, evolution now. And this match at WrestleMania is... Uh, sort of the next chapter in that, and the 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 theme being that he uh, he suffered such a huge emotional setback by losing to uh, John Cena <laughs> that it it fractured his psyche, and now he has this dual personality where he is this uh, Mister Rogers type character on one end, oh, but then right. he he takes on this visage of um, this mask wearing uh, maniac. <laughs> as the fiend um yeah I, I and the the best part of it honestly is john cena's reaction to everything that he does i mean i think bray wyatt is a great performer mm-hmm. don't don't get me wrong but if you watch that clip and we'll put it in the show notes like for me the best part of it is just watching like john cena be a terrible actor and and mm-hmm. like be so bad at <laughs> responding to <Wait>. things <laughs> hold on he literally does not respond to anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't move. He's just standing there staring at him the whole time. Exactly. Because it's like he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. In that clip, is, um, is John, are John Cena's clothes infected with coronavirus? <laughs> because the, the most putrid, <laughs> acidic green I've ever seen in my life. Oh, <laughs> We were watching that, and Chelsea was like, I feel bad for John Cena because he always has to wear those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I brought that clip up because um, the other guy whose name I still can't remember. Bray uh, Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Does a little hand wave kind of thing. Yeah, he does. Is that like a signature like... move, or what is that? Uh, no, it's I, I kind of think he was... It was meant to be like a, a a twist on John Cena's signature move, which is oh. he he will wave his hand his palm in front of you because you can't see you him. can't see him. Yeah, oh, he's so uh, that's what that comes from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware. <laughs> I, I so when he when he did the little hand wave thing, I thought it was like something that the audience would then react to. Like it felt like. <laughs> hyping people up you know like yeah yeah um, i agree with you it did 
But then there there is no reaction. I think it would have though. I think it would have hyped oh, yeah. the audience. Yeah. Well, anyway, I uh, think it's fantastic. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, I'm glad that that it has actually worked out this way, and it wasn't what I expected at all. Yeah. And then, Drew, you shared a clip where they put Twin Peaks music over it, and it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. I wonder, did they edit that, the music, or was it that perfect? They must have edited it. Like, I when, mean, when I they think got they... up into each other's faces and the, like the higher tune <sighs> kicked in and it mm-hmm. suddenly felt romantic, it was <laughs> so, so good. I feel like they probably just made sure that that moment happened on that, Yeah, you know. There were a couple beats, though. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It was amazing. We'll put both um, of those in the show notes. Uh, this not is, that this Mike not... hasn't already seen them, but... <laughs> 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 um, this is not uh, necessarily coronavirus related. Um, then but don't I've... talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to like this, Nick. Oh, good. Um, I have a big announcement to make. Oh, um, I am, I am no, no longer a Star Trek fan. Now I am a Star Wars fan. Whoa. I don't know why you think I would like that. <laughs> well, you love talking about Star Wars on our show. You got my hopes up. I thought you were shutting down the podcast, but okay. <laughs> well, maybe this revelation will end it in the podcast, but what, what made you, did you watch Picard? Yes. Is that what did it? It's a combination of things. Um, I watched Picard, and also we just finished season one of The Mandalorian. Oh. And um, I loved The Mandalorian um, completely unironically. I, I I enjoyed it from start to end, and it's, to me, very reminiscent of, like... um, the era of sci-fi shows that I grew up watching where there wasn't like a, a, you know, long running narrative across the whole season. Oh, you liked the episodic thing. I do. Interesting. Um, I mean, I like, I like both, but both in moderation, basically like I'm okay with a season arc, Mm -hmm. but I am very wary of, sorry, very weary of, Every single show, not just sci-fi, but every quote-unquote prestige um, television show needing to be, you know, 10 episodes that are all, you know, one long arc and they're all like 50 minutes to an hour long. Um, I, I, would, I would rather there's, there is a, you know, season arc, but there are episodes that are contained within themselves mm-hmm. Yeah. don't necessarily need to add to that arc in any way. And they're more about either revealing character or, you know, because I feel like those shows that focus on a season long arc, there's a lot of filler that is, that feels like it's important, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go for more episodic, then the filler can feel more important or it can have a purpose beyond just, we need an episode to fill time, you know? 
But anyway, Picard is, it's like modern science fiction where A, it's dark and gritty, B, it's excessively violent, and C, it's, again, it's a season-long arc, and it is, like, intensely boring at times. (laughs) Um, I read one review that I agree with is that Patrick Stewart is not playing Picard. He's playing Patrick Stewart. Hmm. Um, And there's just, I just am not a, so I also didn't really like Star Trek Discovery. And I just don't, I think Star Trek right now, I may have already said this in a previous episode, is not for me. Like the, and one of the bit, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I know this is like, you know, it's going to seem like I'm, uh, a old man or a prude or something, but <laughs> I'm sick of people cursing in Star Trek shows. <laughs> and I realized why with this new Picard one. Uh-huh. It isn't necessarily that they are cursing, it's that they don't know how to do it. Like, hmm. I feel like some people are good at cursing and some people aren't. Like, like, Cursing is very effective when it's done. <laughs> so you think that uh, they should have Samuel L. Jackson come in and coach them yes. or something? <laughs> like, have you like have you ever been either watching TV or talking to someone and they use a curse word in your head? You're just like, the rhythm of that was wrong. You know, that um, that's it not where you forced. use that word. Like in this in the structure of a sentence, you shouldn't really put it there, or that's the wrong one to use, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's every single time they curse in Star Trek, that's what it feels like. Mm. And it, it feels like it's a it's an attempt to seem very much, you know, it's an attempt to seem adult and, you know, to be like, oh, this isn't, you know, old Star Trek. Now we're edgy sort is, of thing. Is so it, it never feels that... natural. Is it weird that this is the thing that has made me want to watch the show most is to hear them cussing badly? <laughs> I'll just, I mean, I'm really maybe curious. you'll love it. Maybe you'll love it. Is that on um, uh, whatever the CBS is? All Access. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's just one aspect of it uh, that... I won't go into to the details because I also know I don't want to spoil anything for Adam or anything like that, but or for anyone who hasn't watched Picard. But it just feels like um, it's just not what I was hoping it would be, basically. Yeah. But I also didn't have high hopes for it, so I'm not that let down. Is that uh, the lack of hopes? Is that sort of coming off of Discovery, like? Were yeah. you already sort of suspecting that like Star Trek wasn't your thing? This Star Trek wasn't your thing, and right. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, I had some. I, I, I wouldn't. I was. I was sort of like, well, you know, Patrick Stewart is involved, and he's a producer as well. So I thought, you know, there's a there's a chance he might try to push it closer to, you know that that his era of star trek but it sounds like he was actually somewhat behind some of the dumber aspects of of this (laughs) so 
so yeah now i am a star wars fan um and find so out I next love... week if drew is still a star wars fan i know <laughs> i i will be and i i love star wars and it's the best and rogue one is the best movie <laughs> finally um, and all right <laughs> <laughs> um i'm yeah. you know i'm i'm a little conflicted on your um on your thoughts about the episodic episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I'm really happy that TV has gone the way it has in the past 10 years or so. Um, sure. And they Mandalorian, I watched the whole way through and I liked it, but I did fall out a little bit in the middle when they switched off to that after the first three episodes, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think part of it is that when it's episodic um there's a little bit of like like classic sitcoms and tv shows where it's just a reset every single episode you know um yeah although i didn't get that with mandalorian i agree yeah um so yeah that that's kind of a tough line to ride i think um where you have these little like one-off stories, but mm-hmm. you don't have the characters just immediately ignoring everything else that's been happening. That's going to continue the plot throughout the season, you know? Yeah. See, I like, I feel like with, like with Mandalorian, there's that episode where um, he joins in with that sort of heist crew. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like it was such a good episode and worked really well. And if it had been an episode that either had to tie into the broader narrative or, well, if it had to do that, it would have felt, you know, bloated by adding that element to it. Um, Or you just wouldn't have got that episode, you know, if it was a season long thing. The other thing that I love about Mandalorian, I may have said this on another episode, is that the episodes are only like 40 minutes long. Hmm. And that's... It's like I have I get like really exhausted watching a lot of shows now because they're like 50 minutes long minimum and it's yeah. just I, I my brain I think is just more used to that 40 minute you know uh increment and so like by the time you hit that 40 minute mark on another show I'm like is this over yet like yeah so I, I appreciate that about this this show. Yeah. Man, this has been weird recording without our usual studio audience. But, <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> I know. I don't. I usually would be playing it, you know, playing things up for yeah. them yeah. and trying to They'd get be them wound chanting. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually pause for the laugh reaction, you know, and yeah, you know, it, it feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird, but we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Because this is, you know, much like... So I just read that um, GameStop, the video game store, um, they're keeping their stores open uh, despite, um, you know, what the government and what the CDC are advising um, because they feel that they are selling entertainment that is vital to people in these trying times. I read Um, that uh, video gaming is up 75%. In the past week, that it say that again. Video gaming is up seventy five percent. 
Yeah. Well, just like GameStop, Mm -hmm. we're also a vital part of of entertainment Uh for people. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to take more than the CDC to stop the archive. Yeah, we need to keep our doors open, and I think... I think people listening to our podcast will go up 75%. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after that Mad Balls episode. <laughs> uh, do we, yeah, maybe, well, maybe we'll put it on the next episode a little. It can be a show matter of, you know, yeah, go back. If you download it, well, we'll talk about it then. That's your, your responsibility. We can't as talk Goomba. about show matters here. I know, and I didn't. I didn't. I stopped myself. All right. Sorry. All right. What are we talking about on the next archive episode? It's a it's a rare, unprecedented three way stew <laughs> stewardship. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be continuing our March madness and, and boy, we thought March was mad already, but I mean, given what's going on in the world today, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> But um, we're going to continue March Madness with Mad Magazine. Um, and all Pause three of for us. crowd reaction. Yeah. Good. Usually there'd be uproarious yes. yeah. applause and cheers there. Um, but yeah, the three of us uh, will be co-stewing that episode. So I'm sure it'll be really exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Either way. <sighs> Don't delete this podcast.